Hey folks, welcome back to the Mass Business Podcast. My name is Matt Ward and I am your host. This is where we talk about small business growth and understanding networking and referrals. I'm excited to bring you a great guest today, Shannon Ortega. Shannon runs a team of creatives who believe that stories speak a universal language. Through compelling videos and photography, they help businesses weave a story that gets real results. If you want to hear Shannon, you better be ready. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Mass Business Podcast, where small business owners, also known as risk takers, share their stories about the growth of their business and themselves. Our interviews and our content is focused on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. I say it all the time, and I'll say it again today. You never know where your next referral will come from. Hey, show, Ortega. Thanks for joining us. I greatly appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Oh, look at that Barry White voice you got going on. I wish I had that type of a voice for a podcast or a YouTube channel video, right? Yeah, Something to get blessed with, huh? Look at that. Now, do you work? Do you do you like drink honey tea and stuff before you come on these shows? Um, no, I'm actually drinking uh, coffee right now. So. <laughs> me, me too. Every day, at least a full Duncan right here. And yeah. today, it's two. And no, they didn't sponsor the podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, we're working on that. <laughs> so real quick, uh, just in a quick nutshell, 30 seconds or less, tell the audience who's listening on their podcast, favorite podcast app or on YouTube, watch it on YouTube, what it is that you do at Full Frame Media. Yeah. So here at Full Frame Media, we help uh, businesses market themselves using photo and video. Uh, it, today in age, you know, there's a lot of technology and I feel that uh, there's a space online for people to market themselves in a different way using video and photos. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, so, so many questions about that, right? Because as a, as a, as a referral coach and a guy that does a ton of networking, um, I run into video people all the time. And what I find it's just me and you, by the way, having a conversation here, there's no one else listening. What, what I find is that video people are so creative that they don't follow up. Yeah. Yeah. I never, I never hear from them. They never check in with me. They yeah. never, and, and as a member of the National Speakers Association, I know a lot of people that need video. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so the question begs, what's going on in the business mind of a professional video person to the point where it sounds like they're working in the business and not on the business? Is that a common thing in that industry? Yeah, it, it very much is. You know, uh, most videographers and photographers, uh, they're videographers and photographers first, where uh, I'm a little bit different. I, I, I like to call myself an anomaly for for, for a sense. Uh, I have a say, uh, background in sales for the last 12, uh, 12 years. So uh, prior to 2016, I didn't know anything about photography or videography. Uh my last job before going full time was uh, a sales uh, a sales agent for uh, an insurance company. So, because I have the inverse background, my uh, specialty is the sales side of it. Where you know, 
other people that grow into the video and photography space, they have, uh, you know, their camera for years and mm -hmm. their mind works differently. So they, that's actually a, an area of opportunity for a lot of creative is the business side of, you know, I used to always tell the people when I owned a web agency for 16 years in Gardner, Mass, I used to always tell my employees, look, we are not in the business of creating websites. We're in the business of saving people time. Right. And we always knew, I always asked why they chose us. And the number one reason was they couldn't get a hold of their current web guy. Now, I was the tip of the spear. I was the salesperson. I was the networker. I went to every networking event feasibly possible, right? All throughout Central Mass, Boston, and everything like that. And I always told my team, you got to reply within 24 hours. That's just our thing. I don't care what it is. You got to get back to them within 24 hours. And it's, it, it, it's, it's a mindset in the way you set up a business that ensures that you do that. Because if you're chasing the sale all the time and then you're working the sale, you can't chase the sale at the same time you're working the sale. Mm -hmm. It's conflicting. It's why you see contractors show up to networking groups. They get a bunch of business and then they never come back because they're hammering the nails, right? I tell people all the time in the AmSpirit networking groups that I help build in Massachusetts, I tell them all the time that if you're looking for a contractor, look for someone who actually has a salesperson on the team, right? Because then they can follow up. They can, their job is sales. That sounds like how your company is structured, right? Absolutely. It's, uh, I'm really big on relationships. Uh, in fact, a lot of the big jobs that I've had in the past were because I've had a relationship with the people that were the decision makers. Mm -hmm. um, so my main thing is building a relationship with a potential client uh, because I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to come across salesy or, or just because I've seen that in the past. I'd rather sit down with you, have a cup of coffee and, you know, you tell me how your business is going. Eventually you'll remember me as a video guy and you're going to call me. So it's a, it's a I different. It's, I, 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 I swear we, we, we were raised together. Like that may, like, I don't meet people like that. And so, so we have to meet in person because we have to have a couple of coffee because that's going to happen. That's totally going to happen. Um, tell me about how you, you, how long have you had your business now? So, uh, the business started in 2017. Um, within the last six months, I rebranded everything. Prior uh -huh. to, I was going as Shannon Ortega Photography, yeah. but because we're bringing on different people, I want to be able to have different people show up to uh, to projects instead of Shannon mm -hmm. Ortega. Mm -hmm. So, so now it's full frame media. So we've been we've been in business since 2017, uh, mostly as a solo. Per, uh, solo entrepreneur mm -hmm. uh but we're we're looking to grow Shannon, i love i love that company name though full frame media it's just it's just really kind of cool you're like in the full frame i i love the 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 play on words with with what you do and that's fantastic as you're starting to grow what's your biggest challenge you know right now uh i'm looking to scale the business uh i'm at a point where uh I have contractor photographers that work uh, under the company, um, but there's still so much work that needs to be done and I need more people. So right now what I'm working in uh, 2021 into 2022 is scaling the business so that uh, I can bring on more people. We can take on more clients and everyone be happy. Yeah. And, you know, Ryan McInniff, a previous guest on the podcast, said something very interesting about um, obtaining additional people and scaling a business. One thing he said is oftentimes small business owners look to scale a business in a way so 
So they try to scale the business before investing in the business. And what they need to be doing is investing in the business before they try and add on the people, right? So what he was saying was you got to invest in the people to grow the sales, not grow the sales to invest in the people. Oftentimes, small business owners go the wrong route on that. What they're often trying to do is try and get more sales, but then they can't work the sales because they don't have the team. And then the challenge that I did when I, when I was at the web companies, we always tried to have about 150% capacity on work for the employee in the role before we added a second employee in that role. And then they both would end up at like 75% capacity, right? And so that was a common, common thing that we would do. Um, you know, season one, we're focusing on one primary thing uh, through the growth of a small business, and that's educating yourself. Tell me a little bit about how you do that. So just to give you a little background, I, I, I bought my first camera in 2016. Prior to that, I had no idea about uh, photography. So the way I learned the most was YouTube. So if there was something I wanted to learn, I log on to YouTube because YouTube is kind of like a search engine, too. So if you... Mm-hmm. Put in a question on YouTube, you you'd be surprised how many videos come up. So, I I'm primarily self-taught. If you know, count mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, so I take learning very seriously. If uh, if I don't know something, I'm not scared to tell a client, "Hey, you know what? I'm not exactly sure how to do that, but I'm going to find out and I'll get back to you." I think it's very important to have communication with your client that way and and transparency. So. I'm very huge on learning. So before I go to bed, sometimes I'll pop in YouTube and I'll, I'll take a look at stuff right now because I'm trying to scale the business. I'm, I'm learning a lot about um, leadership and uh, profitability. So that's really what I'm learning right now because of where I want to be in the beginning of 2022. Yeah. Profitability is key. My good friend, Mike McAllowitz wrote a book called profit first, which is fantastic. It's all about how do you, you know, take money, you know, it's income minus profit equals how much you can spend on expenses. And it changed the game in my web business and allowed me to sell it in 2018 for a number that's so crazy. I wouldn't have been able to get that kind of money. So, uh, yeah, you definitely got to think about that. What, 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 so you're learning about leadership and profitability right now. And when it, when it comes to, um, tools in your business, like what, not, not the tools that you used to, you know, in full frame, right? Media, like to produce a a video, but what tools are you using to run your business in an effective way? As far as like software and yeah. Yeah. What, 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 what one tool can you share with the audience that is a game changer in running a business? Yeah. So, um, right now I, I would have to say it's my, my CRM, my customer relationship management tool. Uh, I use something called 17 hats. Oh Yeah. That allows me to do everything that I need to do from emails to invoicing to appointments to questionnaires, everything you can think of. I can even um, track time, work on a project. So I think that is the most important thing that I have uh, that helps me stay organized when dealing with my clients. How did you find out about 17 Hats? YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) So, so because, because I have the sales background, I knew that when I worked in insurance, I, I had a CRM there. So I'm like, I need a CRM for my business. 
So I, I just sat down and, and I follow a lot of videographers and photographers. I'm like, what are they using? And because if, if someone's using it in the industry that I'm looking to get in, uh, that's what I should be using. And I found 17 hats and I love it. That's awesome. I use, um, I use HubSpot uh, to track my notes and in my CRM. And I'm a big, I'm not a huge fan of HubSpot as a whole. I'm just a fan of the fact that it tracks the emails that you send and creates mm -hmm. contacts in the system automatically. And then it allows you to create notes and tasks and reminders. I don't use it for all the marketing suite of things. I, I use it for the business management side of things. So that's yeah. cool. Se 17 hats is an all in one service too. It is. I love it. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So how much network are you networking? Are you doing these days, Shannon? So right now, uh, I haven't been doing too much, uh, within the last six months or so, just because we're, uh, expanding the business, switching the, the business name. We just took over, a. a, a a 2,500 square foot space. Uh, so that's been taking the bulk of, of the time. Prior to that, I was part of a BNI group mm -hmm. where, mm -hmm. you know, I, if you're familiar. Yeah, yeah. in-person networking or in Zoom with the pandemic. But yeah, um, weekly networking groups. Absolutely. Yeah, M Spirit is very similar to, to that. And, um, I, you know, it, it, the thing is with these networking groups, no matter what they are, no matter how often you do them, you just got to keep doing them, right? And because that consistency is what drives the referral side of it. So how are you, are you doing well with getting referrals in your business and where are those referrals coming from? What type of industry professionals are sending referrals your way? So right now uh, I work with a lot of real estate agents, um, mm -hmm. which the referral network there is a little tough because there's, they're pretty much all competitors. If you really think about it. Um, so what I do, I build relationships with a ton of different businesses. So I think of all the people that would work with a real estate agent, whether it be a client, a mortgage broker, mm -hmm. um, an inspector, anyone that can that has a touch point with a real estate agent. And I start working them. And surprisingly, a lot of people send me referrals to their favorite uh, real estate agent. Realtor. So That's exactly what you should be doing. That's yeah. exactly what you should be doing. Because if the real estate agent is the person that's hiring you, then effectively they're the client. So you want to go to the source of the referral who can connect you to the agent, which is in fact the mortgage professional, the title attorneys and closing attorneys in Massachusetts, um, the staging, the, the, you know, the home stagers, the people like that. So yep. even the the brokers, sometimes um, I have some great relationship with, with uh, brokers in the area and, mm -hmm. you know, they refer their agents over to me. So uh, it's, it comes in handy. And is it challenging for you to, to sort of educate all these referral sources about what you do and to stay in touch with them on a regular basis? Uh, yes. Um, yes and no. So it's important to educate, uh, the referral sources, uh, so much because, because I'm a photographer that focuses on, on business. I get, I still get a lot of referrals for other things that I don't do. So one, one thing I don't do is like newborn photography. Uh -huh. That's something I've never been interested in. But from time to time, I'll get a referral for, hey, you know, this person just had a baby. So it's educating. It's like, hey, this is kind of what I focus on, where I still do wedding photography and family mm -hmm. photography on, on the other side. But the most thing that I'm growing right now is the business side. So it's constantly having mm -hmm. that conversation. Hey, this is what I'm looking for. Um, these are the type of clients I'm looking for. So, uh, you know, keep a lookout for something like that. As a small business owner right now, and just being full, fully authentic to the audience, because 
Here's the thing. I, I know the answer. Well, I don't know the answer, but I know the answer is the same problem other people listening are having or watching on YouTube. What is your biggest challenge as a small business owner today? Today, my biggest challenge is, is relinquishing control mm. um, because I've been doing it by myself so, so long. As I'm building and bringing on new people, relinqu relinquishing control, is, it's a challenge because really it's my baby. It's, mm -hmm. it's my creative vision. It's, I've been doing it a certain way, but mm -hmm. in order to scale the business, I have to be able to let go of the reins in order for it to grow. So I just brought on an, uh, an admin and for the most part, I've always done my own schedule. Mm -hmm. So we had a, we had a, a one-to-one -one and she was like, Shannon, you did your schedule for all next week. Why did you bring me in? I'm like, I've been doing it for so long this way. So, so that's one of the things of kind of letting go of some things so that I can focus on, on, on other things that, that I haven't been able to focus on. Yeah. One thing I mentioned on a previous podcast is my philosophy on delegating work and, and, and offloading work is to trust, but verify. That's the issue with the controlling piece is that there's this concept in our head that no one will do it as good as I can. And that's probably true. I will validate that that's probably true. But done is better than perfect. And as small business owners, we often don't get other things done because we're too busy controlling these other things. So we control A and B, but C, D, E, F, and G aren't getting done. Absolutely. You said, you said a, a really thing, a really powerful thing that I had to sit down and kind of uh, look at a couple of years back. Uh, done is better than perfect. When I was working in insurance, I was doing photography part-time and I'm like, I got to get this camera because this camera is going to get my production value a lot, a lot, a lot better. Or I got to get this lens. I got to get this and that because it's going to be so much better until I realized that a lot of clients they're not looking for the best. They're looking for reliable. They're looking for professional. They're looking for trustworthy. Um, not, and I'm not saying that to excuse the lack of, of perfecting your craft, but if you focus on relationship building, if you focus on professionalism, if your quality is 80% there, the client's going to forgive that because they trust you, you're professional, and you're, giving, you're still giving them a good product. So I, I think that's something that I had to grasp mm -hmm. that done is better than, than perfect. And I just had to get out there and, and do. Well, that, and, and I mean, 80% of what you're looking for, is probably 140%, 150% of what the client's looking for. Like oftentimes trying to be the perfectionist isn't what the customer's even looking for, you know, and the camera, to your point, the camera's the equipment, Right. If I'm the customer and you're doing a video for me, the type of video camera that you use is completely irrelevant to me. The product that you produce is 100% relevant. And that goes to your point early on when we talked about the storytelling piece, which is that's the most important piece to me as the client. It's not the camera. I, I don't hire you, by the way. I would never hire you because of the camera that you own or bring to the job site. I would hire you because of the vision of the story that you see and the quality of work I've seen you produce.
right? That's why I would hire you. And I think once we as business owners start thinking about that in a better way, um, that what we buy and, and what we think our customers buy are two different things. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. So if there's one thing you could change today about your business, I mean, we, we know what the problem is, but if there's one thing you could change today about your business, what do you think that would be? Um, something I can change today. What would it be? You know, I don't, I don't think I would, I would change much. Uh, one of the things that when going full-time, I think I was very good at, at learning was learning from other people's mistakes. Mm. So I've, I worked very hard in, in finding out the stuff that could go wrong and planning for those. So one example of stuff that goes wrong for videographers is you meet with a client. Uh, they want to do video work. You bill them and they pay you, you do the video work. And then later on they say, Hey, this is not what we wanted. And the videographer, let's say the videographer 100% did what was asked. There's no way, no proof to verify all that. So one thing that they don't do is contracts. Mm. So, hey, Matt, we want to do XYZ project. I'm like, oh, perfect. Let's do that. Let's get in and writing to protect both of us. Mm -hmm. And we'll put in detail what's expected, mm -hmm. what's the payment. Uh, that's something that a lot of videographers and photographers don't do. Because they're the creatives, not the business people like we talked about before. Yeah. And and the biggest thing is is expectation. That's where where a lot of that's where the disconnect is that the client has certain expectation. And if it's not met and it's not agreed upon prior to the start of it, someone's disappointed, whether it be the videographer or the client, someone's going to be disappointed. So prior to even going on set, it's like, hey, this is what we spoke about. This is the agreed upon payment. Let's get it in writing. And if there's any, any, uh, anything that's off, that's talked about prior to coming out and shooting. Absolutely. So I think those, you know, things like that I've learned, uh, not saying that I'm perfect, but those are the, the, the small things that I've learned to, to kind of take on and, and learn from other people to implement in my business. Yeah. And I think that's a powerful thing for our listeners to hear today. First of all, you got some valuable tools that Shannon talked about. Definitely 17 hats. Um, he, he brought you some incredible knowledge around, uh, not being a perfectionist, not holding on to the jobs, opening up your calendar, delegating, outsourcing, not being the control behind every single thing that has to be done. And then also, you know, talking about the quality, also talking about business professionalism, right? The things that you have to do to be a true business, like a contract. Contracts are not a bad thing. They're a good thing. They hold both sides accountable. You should do contracts for everything you do that it, that involves money exchanging hands in business, and otherwise people are going to get burnt on both sides, and 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 that's where relationships fall apart. So if you're listening about growth of your business, you know, take into account some of the things that Shannon shared today, and um, I'm sure he'd be happy to talk to you about the growth of his business, whether it's providing the services that he offers or even the the growth the 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 arc by which he's he's done this now 
since 2017. Shannon, if people want to get in touch with you after listening to this on their favorite podcast app or watching us on YouTube, how can they get in touch with you? A couple ways. Um, they can email me, Shannon at fullframemediallc.com, or they can find us on Facebook, uh, Full Frame Media LLC, and they can reach out. They can interact with some of our content, and I'll be happy to answer any questions or even sit down for, for a cup of coffee. There you go. Cup of coffee. Got to be a large dunks. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us on episode seven of the podcast, Shannon. We greatly appreciate you having you here. And to all those listeners out there on the podcast and on YouTube, don't forget to interact with us in the comments. Shannon and I will both be commenting back and responding to the comments on this episode, both on Facebook and on YouTube. We greatly appreciate you listening. And until tomorrow, we hope you have a great day. Go make a sale. Take care, everybody. Bye, everyone. I'm waking up this morning. Gonna grab myself a smile. Thank you for listening to the Mass Business Podcast, where we focus on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. Don't forget to like on your favorite platform and share out this podcast. This show has been produced by Heather Grant, music by Celtic Kelly, all rights reserved. I'm your host, professional speaker, author, and word-of-mouth referral consultant, Matt Ward. Don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high-five everyone around you. feeling all right.